My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. All right. Part four, AFC North. Our NFL Summer Preview Series continuing on the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Tiggs, Bruce Corey. This is, again, part four. Almost at the, I guess we're at the halfway point. This is halfway, yep. (laughs) Of our NFL Summer Preview Series looking at divisional futures, over-under, totals, and giving you fantasy advice. Just our take on the teams heading into the season. Um, We start today with the AFC North. We have already done the NFC and AFC East, and we did the NFC North on Tuesday. But the NFC North, or AFC North, Ravens, 14 wins last year, minus 200 to win the division. This is the first division where we see a heavy favorite. I'm excited to see you guys discuss why, or or discuss how you approach a division like this because of the divisions we've seen so far. Uh, the favorite to win has all been plus money. The Ravens, 14 wins last year. Steelers, eight wins last year. Browns, six wins last year. And the Bengals, two wins last year. Those are in line with how the divisional odds look this year. Ravens minus 200 to win the division. Steelers plus 350. Browns plus 500. Bengals, 20 to 1. Obviously, the Ravens are the crown jewel of this division with Lamar Jackson's assert, you know, ascension as MVP. Will he be around a long time? Who knows? But the Ravens this year, at least getting some love with the books and with gamblers, Terry, what is your initial thoughts on this division? Um, last year, this division was a little more up in the air. I think the Ravens were second or third. It was the year that the Browns were the hottest team um, in gamblers' minds, the Browns' odds were—I think the Browns may have been favored at one point to win the division, but we're a year later. Browns have a new head coach. Lamar Jackson's the MVP. How are you looking at the AFC North? I'm backing uh, talent and continuity. I like the Ravens to win this division. You can't convince me otherwise. I don't think that Big Ben will stay healthy the entire year in Pittsburgh. I don't think that Kevin Stefanski is going to change the Browns, at least this year. He's got to get a lot of different personalities onto one page, and that's hard to do in general, and it's even harder to do over Zoom. And the Bengals, Joe Burrow, they could be one of the the better fourth-place teams uh, in the NFL, but they're not going to make too much noise this year. So uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. Don't overthink it. It's, It's the Ravens. Joe, what do you say to that? Um, and are you looking at any other teams other than the Ravens to win uh, this division? I I, I, gen- I tend to agree that the Ravens are the best team in the division, but I do I really like the Steelers a lot, um, and I think that uh, I kind of disagree with Terry in terms of the fact that like I think Big Ben's impact is going to be tremendous on this team because they really just ha- could not string together anything offensively last year. And I also, I don't know how much, what to the extent you agree. And I wouldn't necessarily bet on it because the odds just aren't there. Um, but I do think that the Steelers could be a natural landing spot for, uh, Cam Newton as a backup, because I do have questions about big Ben's health. 
but then, so that could give, you know, from Cam's camp, maybe give him an opportunity to either get a little bit of playing time or maybe follow up as next year as their starter. Um, I like the Steelers a lot. Um, and I think their defense is very solid. And uh, I think they're going to have a very good year this year. Um, I, I do like the Steelers a lot too. I think I like them a little more than Terry does. Um, that's not to say that I think they're better than the Ravens, but I think the odds should be a little bit closer. Um, yeah. 14 wins. Obviously Lamar Jackson was all world last year. Their defense was very good. Um, but the Steelers had probably the worst offensive situation in the league. And just in terms of a quarterback standpoint, the Mason Rudolph duck Hodges thing did not work out. All they needed was a competent quarterback there and they were in the playoffs. I think they would have made the playoffs if we were at seven teams, like the expansion that happened this year. Uh, they, would have been, they would have been the, the wild, the third wild card, but I think you add big Ben in there. And while I'm not saying he's an all world quarterback, like he was, I think that he just gives them a confidence and a ability to really play like a team that has a top tier defense. This team was in DVOA terms had the worst ranked offensive DVOA for the entire season. That was worse than Miami, worse than the jets, worse than the Redskins. And they still were eight and eight and they still were right there. And why was that? It was because their defense was third best defense in the league behind new England and San Francisco. Yeah. Now defensive regression is a lot easier. You see a lot more defensive regression um, than you do offensive regression from year to year. But this team is just stacked. Like it's not like a random guy, like a, like a random veteran, like the Niners, for example, had like Richard Sherman who posted his best PFF individual grade in like six years with the Niners like that to me, like I like, like 33 or whatever age he is that to me shows more signs of defensive regression. Like if there are guys that had career years out of nowhere, like TJ Watt looks to be like a superstar in the making case. Minka Fitzpatrick, um, Tyson Alawalu, like everywhere you look, Joe Hayden, like these guys have been good for a while. And I think that the Steelers are the best second place team in the NFL. Like, I think they're better than the bucks are like, I have them rated, graded higher than the bucks. Like I think defensively, they're just unreal and offensively their offensive line is pretty solid. Like it's one of the better units in the league, top 15. And it was just the quarterback situation. Like obviously Juju well, Smith Schuster had a bad year last year, but that's because no one was throwing to him. They signed Eric Ebron this year. Connor Samuels had bad years, but again, like you can't have good years when you have Mason Rudolph and duck Hodges under center. Cause like if Dom, I mean like last year, the Steelers were by far the worst team in the red zone in the NFL. I mean, they were, they only scored on, uh, in the, for touchdown, they only scored touchdowns in the red zone on 35% of their opportunities in the red zone. I mean, that's, it's so bad. Like they were so bad when basically the league average averages over 50%. Um, so, I mean, I, even if you want to cook in some defensive regression, uh, that they're going to score more touchdowns, with the better quarterback. Yeah. 
I the two things too in this division is the coaching um, with the Ravens and the Steelers. Like Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the league, but Mike Tomlin, if you're making the case for the Steelers to be an upset pick to win this division. Mike Tomlin is the most underrated head coach, I think, in this entire NFL. Like, no one is giving him credit for having close to a 64% winning percentage over, like, over 10 years, or like 13, 14 years. He has been a coach that, you know, I think other than, like, and especially last year, like, you look at it, you lose Big Ben to injury first game of the season. It's hard to then come back and have a winning, quote unquote, winning season like he was 500. But this team, like Tomlin in his entire career since 2007, has not had a losing record as a head coach. Yeah. He's won more than 10 games eight times. Like Tomlin, he also also gives the best press conferences after games, (laughs) saying the most absurd things (laughs) and war analogies. And just uh, if you if you don't listen to him, you got to listen to some post game press conferences with Mike Tomlin. Also, though, like according to like looking at Warren Sharp's data um, based on Vegas forecasted win totals, the Steelers have the seventh easiest schedule in the NFL. So I think all these things kind of lend itself to the Steelers having a good year. Yeah, I I think like real quick. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Do you say data or data? Data, data. I don't know. I think depending on depending on where it is in the sentence. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just trying. Are we a data podcast or a data podcast? I just wanted to know going forward. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I don't want to I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Data to me sounds more like past tense. Data is like I'm looking at this data. <laughs> yes, the now. <laughs> but the data, like if I was looking, like I said, oh, the data said this. Huh, Corey? Okay. Oh, wait, producer, yeah. producer Corey. Yes. Uh, are we a data podcast or a data podcast? Data. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Don. Um, so I, in terms of futures that I've already bet, like the Steelers, I've bet three win totals so far this season. The Steelers are already on my portfolio for this year. Yeah. I hit them over eight and a half wins minus one twenty. The lines gone on RIP. Yeah. The lines moved to nine and there is some juice actually on some books at over nine. So I think people are sharpening up to the fact that Tomlin has never not won eight games in the season. And he's won more than 10 games over half of the years he's coached. Um, But like Terry said, like it's very hard to see a world in which the Ravens are not like a 10, 11 win team. And I'm not really keen on betting a team to win a division where I see an automatic 10, 11 win team in their division. Terry, would you, agree? are you seeing that the same way or are you just not high on the Steelers? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't see any value in betting that to win a division. Um, I think the, like I said, I think the Ravens 
win this division. They've added Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf. They're just making their defense even more, you know, ferocious. Um, and I think this is. Uh, and this Patrick seems, Queen too, first round. Yeah, pick. Patrick Quite Queen. Better. Yeah. Um, I, this kind of just reminds me of the Seahawks. Um, I forget what year it was. It was Russell Wilson's, I guess, second or third year. They lost to the Falcons in the Superdome. Uh, not the Superdome. Um, the Mercedes-Benz, whatever. Shit. Is that the same thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway. The Georgia, I think it's the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Georgia actually, Dome. it's a good question. They lost in the Georgia Dome. Um, that was when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Um, and Russell Wilson like stayed on the field and watched the ceremony. It's like, okay, this is what it means to be, you know, like a winner. Um, and I think you could see the Ravens kind of do the same thing. Like they were a top team. Um, but you know, they kind of, they ran into like the, the worst opponent, um, in the Titans. Um, but I, I just think that, you know, they're they're coming back with a chip on their shoulder. And I I I I think they're gonna make it to the Super Bowl, to be honest. But um Okay. Yeah, so uh, there we go. Claims. Are we about to get a few real future out of you for best bet? <laughs> this was, this has been terrible analysis, but to answer your question, no, I don't see any value in betting any other team's point division. So I, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about the Super Bowl right now. Like there's one and this is to preview. I think it's going to be our our next podcast. Yeah, our next podcast. There's one team I think that is like heads above the rest that I have bet to win the Super Bowl. Um, but I'm I'm looking more towards the regular season acumen here with the Ravens. I you know Lamar Jackson's playoff troubles have become a thing, but he's still a young quarterback. Still has a lot to you know to to get over that hump. Um, with just experience in the playoffs. But I, I don't, like I said, I don't think there's a world in which the Ravens win like less than 11 games. So, yeah, but I do like the Steelers a lot. I really do. And I think the addition of Calais Campbell is huge. Like he was one of the top graded PFF edge rushers last year. Um, and I think they've, they've done a lot on defense to really bulk up the weaknesses that they had especially in the run defense. Um, and I just think that with Harbaugh, the continuity there, Lamar Jackson, maybe teams start to figure it out. But I think that the Ravens are, are probably, I wouldn't say there is as a lot, a big of a lock as the chiefs to win their division, but I think that it's probably, and the odds reflect that. I mean, the chiefs, I think are like minus 400 now and the Ravens are minus 200. But and like you said, uh, Lamar Jackson is younger than Joe Burrow. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Before we move on to, to Burrow, um, Ravens over under again is 11. Steelers is nine. Now let's go to the Browns who were everybody's darling. Do you think there's a little bit of a 2019 49ers thing going on there where, and I've heard this comparison made before with the Browns where they get OBJ they are looked at as like the sexy pick to where their odds get bet up. I think they were favored to make the playoffs, I think heading into 2019. And then just like the 49ers were in 2018, are people now sleeping on the Browns given that they have probably a better coach, 
Obviously there wasn't a quarterback injury that just destroyed the whole season, but the 49ers were picking second to in the NFL draft last season. And then they make the Super Bowl next year, probably a year later than people were all on them as the team to make that next step and be a contender. Is there a little bit of 49ers going out the Browns or are people just reading too much into high level skill position players and uh, just love stories? I, I don't, I don't, I don't really like the Browns. I don't think that Baker Mayfield really took steps forward last year. Um, and in fact, like, I mean, if you really look at his, you know, at his season, he almost threw more, he was one interception away from throwing more interceptions than touchdowns in his sophomore year. I, I don't really, I, I don't really trust them. I don't think that they're uh, that good of a football team. And I think that like you're saying, I think there's a lot of name value going on. Um, and like name dropping in terms of their skill position talent. And that's why people think they're good. But um, I think overall uh, they're a very overrated team. And we saw that last year. I don't expect them to be a team like the 49ers. Well, let's look at their weaknesses last year, which was a terrible offensive line, terrible head coach, new head coach. I don't know if Stefanski is going to be like, I, I'm assuming he's going to be better than Freddie kitchens. I'm, I'm just putting that there. Let's say that's an improvement. Offensive line signed Jack Conklin, high rating in PFF last year. Draft Jedrick Wills. Offensive line is now on paper, like in the top half of the league. Draft Grant Grant Delpit, who was like one of my favorite players in college at LSU. Sign Austin Hooper, tight end. Paid a lot for Austin Hooper. Miles Garrett is not suspended anymore. Who, who was like also outside of just the one bad incident he had in, in Pittsburgh is like an all world defensive end. Yeah. Like the talent is here for this team. Terry, why are the Browns not being looked at now a year later after improving their terrible offensive line, improving their terrible head coach, making some good moves in the off season, having a great draft, probably getting two starters out of their, their, their draft class. Why are you not buying the Browns as a potential playoff team? Um, I don't. So I'm not buying them as a potential playoff team. I did because I don't like the 40. I don't see the 49ers analogy because one Shanahan had been there for he was going into his third year when they made the Super Bowl last year. Um, this is a new head coach in Kevin Stefanski, um, and no one is confusing Kevin Stefanski for Mike Shanahan. Um, two, the the 49ers didn't make the playoffs because their quarterback got hurt. Um, Garoppolo blew out his knee in week four. Uh Baker Mayfield kind of, like Joe said, regressed last year, and I just watching him, I did. It didn't seem like he, he wasn't reading the defense as well. And he wasn't making his reads. He wasn't going through his progressions. If you look at when against the jets on month, I think it was Monday night football where Njoku gets hurt and gets knocked out for, um, the next, you know, half of the season, he has Njoku open wide open over the middle and he waits and he just bails on, he, he bails on clean pockets all the time, like regardless. And just, he wants to get outside the pocket bells on a clean pocket. When he has a joker over the middle rolls out, 
throws it to Njoku late and he gets lit up and, you know, boom, he's out for, you know, was he out for the season? He's out for the season. He got put on the IR. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I just, if I, I think Stefanski's going to turn him into a more of a Kirk Cousins and try to rein him in like Adam Gase did with Jay Cutler, where Jay Cutler had his best year, which was just him not throwing double <laughs> interceptions. Um, so I, 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 you I know how we can make you a good quarterback is by having you throw the ball. Less. Yeah. So Stop throwing. they're going to lean on Nick Chubb. I, I they're going to lean on that offensive line. I, I think you're going to see a less exciting Baker Mayfield. I, Odell and Jarvis are probably not going to be happy. And I, I don't know. It's, it's just so many moving parts in such a weird off season with a new head coach and a, a quarterback who I don't particularly have trust in to make you know competent reads and progressions to to make that jump in a, a pretty deep division yeah yeah i think like if the browns were in any other division where there were where there wasn't two teams in the steeler and the and the ravens and the steelers where i have them as both of them are behind the chiefs but i think they're second and third in my AFC teams I have as like the highest ranked teams. Yeah. So I have the chiefs, I have the Ravens Steelers and the Colts. I think if the Browns were in any other division, especially now with Harbaugh and Tomlin looking at coaches more in a, an off season where you're not going to have a lot of uh, time to wrangle in a bunch of personalities, institute a new system with a quarterback that is struggling and had a down year, um, a lot of new additions. I think that, you know, if they were in a different division, I could see potentially them taking a step forward and making the playoffs. And I will think though, I think they'll be on the fringe. Like I think that eight and a half wins is a great number for them. Like I think they'll be a seven, eight win team. Maybe they get to nine wins, get a, get a wild card spot, get that playoff game that the Cleveland fans have desperately been wanting. But I think this division is just too top heavy for them to really, um, have a real shot or have me confidently say that they're going to be making the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I will say this. They remind me, uh, that they were, you know, like the, the shitty Turk. Can we say shitty? Do we have the explicit rating on iTunes? <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. So they data, this- data or data. <laughs> so they, the data they indicates from- that we have the explicit tag. You can go ahead. Okay. Thank you. So they had this shitty team that they're always meddling in the bottom hat, like the bottom third of the league. And now they've gotten all this talent. They've not, they've gotten talent and they've paid for a lot of the talent. It reminds me now they've entered this mediocrity phase, which reminds me of the dolphins. And I could just see them being the AFC North dolphins for the next, you know, six years with Baker Mayfield as quarterback where they, they spend for these free agents, they get this talent and they look good on paper, but they're still on a division with the Steelers. They're in a division with the Ravens and the Ravens, you know, being the, the Patriots Mm -hmm. or either of those teams, because they have this institutional thing going on where, you know, they can figure it out no matter what's going on. Well, I think the Ravens probably are more akin to that. If you're looking at like early Tom Brady, you know, if potentially Lamar Jackson stays injury free and is like this, the cream of the crop of the new age of the quarterbacks that we're seeing in the NFL. I I think the analogy works. I do. Um, Moving on to the Bengals. 
worst team in the league last year, two wins. Zach Taylor coached, I think his name is. Yeah. Yes, he lives at a Marriott Suites, according <laughs> to the NFL draft. Um, I, I from what I saw from Zach Taylor and the Bengals, like not not a great situation. They their over under is at six wins, plus uh, twenty to one to win the division. But I you know wouldn't touch that obviously. Um, some reasons to think they will reach that six win plateau. No Jonah Williams at all last year. Their first round draft pick um, the year before, who was they're supposed to be slated as their starting left tackle. They lost him in preseason. Now comes back to anchor a defense offensive line that was probably one of the worst in the league last year. Um, AJ Green comes back from not playing at all last year, and then you add Joe Burrow, who was obviously the number one overall draft pick, but from what certain analysts say, like there's a lot of love there in terms of his ability to sense the pocket, his ability to make tough throws. And like you said, a little bit older than Lamar Jackson, which is crazy, but Burrow is definitely more dynamic than Andy Dalton. Um, but probably comes into a better situation. What is your read on the Bengals this year? I mean, I think it's going to be hard for them to pick up some wins. I mean, they got to play the, Based on what we've all been saying, this division's pretty good, uh, top to bottom. I think they're going to have some difficulty picking up. I think they might even struggle to get to six wins uh, this season. They have one of the harder record, or they have a harder schedule um, than most. Or they have the twenty second, uh, or I guess twenty second hardest, easiest schedule in the NFL. Um, I, I I think that it's going to be tough, like implementing. I know that they kind of gave Burrow. It looks, seems like they gave Burrow the book he's been able to look at the playbook uh since you know and he's apparently he's a bright guy but i i don't i don't i think it's gonna be hard as a rookie quarterback coming in with like a shortened off season so team to finish fourth on bet mgm Bengals minus 556 so seems to be a lot of juice on the Bengals <laughs> finishing last in this division um <laughs> Terry, since you were talking about the Browns being the Dolphins of the AFC North, any chance that the bank of the Bengals can finish ahead of the Browns? Uh, I could, I could see it. Um, it's, it comes down to, you know, the, the Bengals have weapons and they've always been one of the deeper, well-drafted teams in the league going back to, you know, the Carson Palmer, 2004 draft, um, with, uh, why can't think of it? Lewis, not Lovey Smith. What's Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. He like he, their teams were always so deep, um, and he's what the head of football operations now. Think no, someone stat boy. Check that. Yeah, I think he is. Well, yeah, Marvin Lewis is actually the co-defensive <laughs> coordinator for the Arizona State Sun Devils now. Oh well, that's uh, awkward. Well, never mind. <laughs> We'll restart. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> what was your question, Donald? I forgot. I said, can you see a world in which the Brown, the Bengals can finish ahead of the Browns in the AFC North? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, because the Brown or the Bengals are generally one of the deeper teams in the league. Uh, they, they were competitive all of last year. 
Zach Taylor had him fighting the entire the entire time. Surprisingly, I'm I have no faith in Zach Taylor. He used to be the quarterbacks coach for the Dolphins, and he just I guess sniffed one of um, McVay's farts in there. And <laughs> NFL teams were like, "Oh my God, let's hire you." Um, but they <laughs> interesting that the Bengals do play the Chargers and the Dolphins, so all three potentially rookie quarterbacks will be facing. That's off. cool. Yeah against Joe Burrow, um, except they play the Chargers week one, which Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback. So that ruins that whole narrative. Um, but they have a deep team. I, I like their offense. They added T Higgins to go with, um, John Ross, the speedster and AJ green. So that's like they have, they have weapons on offense. Um, yeah, Tyler Boyd was good for the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they add T yeah, Higgins forever. too. Yeah. So, I think they could. Um, that's me just more just fading the Browns and just hoping for a dumpster fire in Cleveland. Um, yeah, I think that would be the play more than actually making a case for the Bengals is just like hoping that the Browns just, like you said, are a dumpster fire and, yeah. you know, trade demands from people week two, uh, Stefanski cleans house and they, they just like a, a complete and total just tear down for the, 12th time in 14 years for the Browns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they play, they play the AFC South and the NFC East. So, you know, they're playing the giants. They're playing the Washington. So <laughs> the Washington, in the Washington, <laughs> uh, I mean, like they could, they could pick up wins there. Depending you have on the explicit you know, rating, Terry, you could say yeah. it. <laughs> those, those games, you know, depending, those games are going to be close. Um, and then, and uh, teams in the NFC East go eight and eight every year. So they could pick it. I, I could see them getting six wins. Will they get the seven wins? I don't think they get the seven wins. Yeah. So I would, I would wait for maybe a, a five and a half before I touch their win total. Yeah. Under six has some juice on it right now. Minus minus one thirty four. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, I, a, that's I, a Capri sun worth of juice right there. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I think six is the right number. So I, I would like to see which way the line goes. Looks like it's going to go down. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 not going to bet. I'm not going to bet on the on the, the bank. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably a good. Uh, a good, I think it's good theory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to bet on the Bengals in the summer right now. There's nothing that that catches my eye. Yeah, pussy. <laughs> let's look, let's uh let's go into best bets best bets for the afc north and then we'll go who wins the division um terry why don't you start thank you dominic i will start um i'm sorry for if I, it might be a popular best bet we haven't talked about this um but my best bet is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs at minus 115 on MGM. Put the house on it. They're making the playoffs. Yeah. Even though I talk shit about them the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk shit about them. I think you kind of tempered the love that Joe and I have for the Steelers. I think we're yeah. pretty much all in agreement on our best bets here. Joe, why don't you go next? Yeah, the line moved. I tweeted it out, I think, last week um, that my best – I was going to put the Steelers over eight and a half, um, but now the line moved to nine. Uh, so at this point, I agree with Terry. My best bet is I, I think it's easily Steelers make the playoffs. 
minus 115. I can't. I, I love this pick. This is, I, this is my favorite pick of the whole offseason. Well, so just talking it out, making the playoffs means how many wins right now? Because they would have made the playoffs last year at eight and eight. I, yeah, I think, it, I, think it, I think you can get eight. And then even worst case scenario, you're looking probably nine. Like you're, I think you're, it's a better, you're getting better odds for uh, the circumstance. Because like with the over under nine, you need 10 in order to cash. So, so, and also talking this out, cause I, I'm going to have to explain just in general, our thought process after we all have the same best bet for the AFC North <laughs> Ravens chiefs making the playoffs. What? Yes or no. What is the question? Ravens uh, and chiefs making the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to make the playoffs. Okay. So you have the AFC South winner as the division winner. Sorry. So if, if you're saying the Ravens are winning the division, which you yeah. said on this podcast, mm-hmm. the Steelers have to be the a wild card. That's how they, that's how the playoffs work. Correct. Yep. Thank you. So I'm just looking at the teams they would have to beat. They have to be better than the Browns and the Bengals, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. They play the whoever, the, whoever the fuck is left out in the AFC East. And then Titans and Texans. So I, I, I like it a lot. I think that if you had, to me, if you pick three wild card teams in the AFC after you project all divisions, like I don't think it's coming from the AFC East. But also, I'm just going to say that the Steelers play the two from the AFC West. They play the Broncos, and they play in the AFC East. They play the Bills. So the two teams that are, you know people think we'll finish second in those divisions they have to play. Um, yeah. So there's some tiebreaker implications there. And I think they're by far the better team in those games. I agree. Yeah. All right. So that's my best bet as well. Steelers minus 115 to make the playoffs. Good job, guys. We hey, finally thanks. did it. We if finally- we all agree, does that mean it wins automatically? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um. Who wins the division, and then we'll end it. Ravens. Ravens. I'll go with the Ravens, but I would not be surprised if Lamar gets hurt and Steelers end up winning. Um, but yeah, I think uh, this is the most we've ever been in agreement on a podcast. So yeah, I mean, just to throw this out there on MGM too, they have Ravens Steelers exact order plus one fifty five. So not crazy. Yeah. But. All right, uh, that is the AFC North Part 4 NFL Summer Series preview on the Oddscast. Next week, we're going NFC South as we take on the South Divisions. Um, I love, I'm just going to say it, I, I love the Saints more than anything I think I've ever loved. Um, Saints, <laughs> Bucks, Tom Brady, new uh, new beginnings in Tampa, some interesting stuff there. Are the Falcons going to ever be good again? Who knows? And uh, the other team, I guess the Panthers, who I don't think is going to be good at all. But thank you for listening. Yeah, save some for the podcast. Jesus. Yeah. Part four was uh, thank you for listening. Stay tuned next week. Part five, NFC South. Have a great weekend. God bless. I don't know what we're yelling about.